excited because we are actually here with Eric Yang, who is actually a, he's in Paris, France right now as we speak. And I wanted to do these interviews with actual, like, I wanted experienced people that are doing, living this lifestyle already and have for a few years. Eric's going to go into his story. Um, so he doesn't run his own co-living home, but he's actually lived in them. He's a digital nomad. He's traveled the world, world traveler. I was lucky enough. He actually lived in the original Epic Entrepreneur House with us back maybe a year and a half. Was it about a year and a half ago? Yeah, about that. Uh, last March. Yes. So, so much fun. And uh, so, yeah, I'll let um, Eric go ahead and tell his amazing story and um, his experiences with co-living and traveling the <laughs> world. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, so my name is Eric Yang. I am 22 years old. And like Chris uh, mentioned, I, I'm in Paris right now, which is where I was born and raised. Uh, so my personal experience was, you know, I have a lot of international background. So my parents are Chinese. I'm in Paris. Uh, I moved from my last year of high school to China for a year, graduated there. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school, so I took a gap year between high school and college. Uh, so I, I took my backpack and went to Argentina for six months in, to work in a daycare. And I didn't know how to speak Spanish. I didn't know anybody there. I just went to a hostel and lived there for six months. And that was like when I first tasted like the digital nomad in a way lifestyle where I didn't have an agenda, I didn't have a house, I didn't know anybody, but just love the new adventure, right? Like when it's like a new map where just you going through the journey of discovering where you are, who you want to be friends with. Uh, I just loved it. Uh, I was sharing my room with six other people. It was in the middle of summer, so it was like really, really hot. And, you know, I slept on the couch a couple of times in the living room because, like, so steamy in the room was impossible. But I loved every single moment of it because I was just free. Uh, after that, I went to the U.S. Uh, to college in uh, Santa Barbara in uh, California. And I was there for two years. And after graduating slash dropping out of school, uh, I did this because I told my parents I graduated but not really. And I dropped out. I took a gap year uh, where I focused on my business. Uh, and it was like an event for entrepreneurs, for young hustlers and young leaders in LA. And because I wanted to travel even more, I took my business online and I created like online events where it allowed me to travel even more. <laughs> so I went to Bangkok after that and I traveled around Southeast Asia. Uh, I built virtual summits which was my main way to monetize uh, my and finance my travels. And after a couple weeks, back in 2017, March, I moved into the entrepreneur house where Christine was living with us in San Diego. And honestly, I miss it so much ever since I left the house and the people that was in it. And... Uh, it was just such a blast and such a unique experience to be able to share this whole co-working, co-living experience with people you actually care about, who you actually look up to as well. Nice. Oh, that's great. And then since then, you've then jumped, weren't you in, you jumped to Thailand. How many countries have you been to since? Yeah. So from high school to now, I think, I think I've been to over 20 countries. Uh, my main way to travel is mostly like with a backpack. 
So just put it like basic clothes, like two or three pairs, pair of pants, two or three t-shirts. You buy everything in the country you go to, one laptop because you have to work. <laughs> you kind of always have fun. And uh, yeah, so the, the biggest and best country I've been part of where I actually live long-term was San Diego and Bangkok by far. Okay. Perfect. And then what do you like most about, because again, this is a different lifestyle and that's why I'm glad you did the, you know, you're doing this interview so you can kind of show, you know, the advantages and disadvantages and just, you know, and why, why you chose that. Is it mostly the freedom of just not being attached to things? Yeah. Uh, that, that a lot. So I never know what I'm going to do next. So I don't like to have a something forced upon me like have a lease for example like when i went i was in college like i didn't like the house i was living in but i had a lease so i had to stay there uh or i had to find someone else to take up my lease so like i can leave and they take my spot but when i travel it's always like airbnb hostels uh i uber around i don't have to drive a car i don't need to because it's like so convenient to uber or uh, take a taxi around the country you go to, especially in cheap countries. Um, and just being able to just say tomorrow, if I want to go to Japan or tomorrow, if I want to go to uh, Chile or Uganda, I can because I have nothing. I have no rent and I have no house. I have like, I, I don't have a girlfriend. So that's even easier in a way. Uh, but uh, yeah, just having this freedom because I know that eventually I will have to settle down somewhere. So you have like a more stable, environment to build a bigger business or a bigger like personal environment where I can thrive but for now uh I just take full advantage of what's the what's in front of me so this freedom is just what I needed and if I had a house or a car I wouldn't be able to do that you're exact yeah no that's true and then so on the flip side what are the things that are hardest about being like location independent and jumping around what are like some of the hard parts yeah, so there were a lot of times where I was lonely. Uh, I, I felt like I didn't want to go out, especially when I was in a new country sometimes, like I'm tired of being socializing around people. Uh, I, I am personally like a social introvert, so I like to be around people, but I recharge by being by myself. And sometimes I, I want to recharge by being with other people that I only know a lot. And sometimes those people I know a lot, I don't have access to them uh, next to me because they are either working or they are not traveling with me. So definitely the people, my friends, uh, family is okay, to be honest. I talk to them once in a while on the phone, like once a week, so that's fine. But the whole experience of being able to share this journey with real, like your best friends, right? Being able to look back 10 years from now, not just strangers you met in somewhere in the world and being able to share this experience. So that's like one, like friends. Two, uh, building like a strong routine. So as an entrepreneur, like I love to have a schedule, meaning that I love to like, you know, wake up at 8 a.m., get my coffee, do my workout with my co-workout buddy, uh, which I had in San Diego, which was awesome. We just pushed each other with our diet. We had to eat 3,600 calories every single day. And every single day we're like, hey, did you eat your chicken yet? No, eat your chicken. I was like, all right. Or did you drink your butter coffee yet? It's like, no, drink your butter coffee. And that was like the fun part, right? Like you are a cannonball with your roommate or with your friend. But when you travel, you're like all by yourself. So you have to rely on yourself a lot. And sometimes I know that I don't have the self-discipline to just push myself to do something 
like like the same routine over and over again in a new environment because you have to find the gym, you have to find a restaurant that fits your diet. Sometimes you have to travel a lot, so you're kind of tired and the whole like balance schedule is all off. So I really miss the, the ability to have the potential or the ability to do something over and over again and you know just focus on the things I needed to get done. But when I travel, it's really hard and I have to compromise on other things. The routine, no, and I've, I've heard that too um, a lot, is that it's hard to have that solid routine when you're jumping around. You have to get back into it, and sometimes it takes a week or two to get your routine down. 100%. Yeah, and no, and something else I'll mention is what is amazing about jumping around is it's like when I went to Paris back in December, Eric <laughs> just happened to be there at the same exact time, and yeah, he got to show me around his city and, you know, it was, it's really cool to forge these relationships on like a global level uh, and, and stay connected through social media. So I think social media is a great tool to keep the connection, but then to have that human component and interaction is cool too. So um, let's see, I got other questions. Um, well, you talked about kind of the different that you've done hostels, you've done Airbnb, you've done actual co-living home. Um, yeah, because you were in our home for three months, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then what do you look for when you go to decide where you're going to stay? What do you look for? Uh, so before it was how cheap it was. I didn't care if it was like one dollar. Actually, in, in, uh, in Chiang Mai, where I was like three months ago, I stayed in a hospital slash hostel that costed me like $1 per night, like one US dollar per night. No way. Cause usually I, I found decent, it's like $22 a night I've paid for like a decent place with air conditioning. A dollar, wait, are like, you saying it's a hospital and a hostel? Wait, what is so it? The, the reason why I call it a hospital is because I actually took mass, uh, massage classes and in, in, in Chiang Mai, massage classes are taught in hospitals. So I stayed in a hospital where they had like a long tatami where I was sleeping on with a fan on. And in the morning, I would go to the Thai massage school and learn how to do like Thai massages and the, like the whole oil thing. And I would sleep in a $1 bed because I just was looking for like, you know, uh, backpacking experience. Uh, so that was unique for sure. I, I wouldn't do it again, but it was great <laughs> to, for a try. Wait, how I, many nights uh, did you do it for? How long? I, I did it for a week. I could oh. not last longer. <laughs> Massage school was great. The, the bed wasn't great, but you know, I, I live for it. There was people, you know, that's that's a thing when you go to hostels, right? People are snoring, people are being noisy at 3 a.m. Um, but that's part of the experience. But now, uh, the thing I'm looking for is I changed my way of traveling. Now I'm traveling more with friends because I want to share the experience of living with other people, like living experiences, sharing the housing experience as well. So now it's like three or four bedrooms. So I can go with three or four of my buddies. When I go and travel around, try, I try honestly to replicate the entrepreneur house business model through my traveling uh, by inviting friends to come over and we'll have like our work schedule, our work sessions, our like workouts, our diet. Uh, so that was great. But uh, now like decent Wi-Fi, like stable Wi-Fi, uh, the pool is always a bonus if you go to Southeast Asia and when it's getting really hot. Uh, and uh, yeah, just good good air conditioning if there's any. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. Oh, that's great. What a great story. That's awesome. And, and you're modest, you won't say, but you know, Eric's come from a pretty privileged background. So to be able to, to live in these third world countries and sleep on a cot for a dollar a night, like that's really cool, you know, that you get to experience, that you want to experience life so much that you're like, hey, it's cool. Like, I just want the adventure and to meet people. And, you know, that's really neat. Yeah, like, you know, like when I lived in the entrepreneur house in San Diego, like the, the biggest perk of being part of the house is not only you are living with amazing people that you vibe with because everybody there has to be like conscious minded on top of being like successful and being conscious minded attracts other conscious minded people. So when you're friend with four people in the house, it's not like only four people because those people have other friends. So without like really needing to, you have big circle of friends with amazing talents, with amazing, you know, gifts, and you're able to just connect with them because they're just good people. So when you are in a co-working space or co-working living, co-living uh, house, uh, just being able to meet people so easily because I found it personally really hard to meet good people if you're outside of their uh, inner circle, right? Because you never know where are the good people and you never know who are the good entrepreneurs in a foreign country because they speak a different language. Uh, I was really lucky in the first place that I got access to a good network when I was in California. But when I went to Bangkok, it was really hard for me to find uh, any good entrepreneur that I vibe with because one, I don't understand the language or two, because I didn't know where to find them. So just easy access is just so uh, underrated. Definitely. Yeah. And tell, tell the viewers how many languages, which languages do you speak? Oh, <laughs> you speak three, so, right? <laughs> I speak like three and a half. Okay. Uh, so, the, so I speak French, English, and Chinese. Uh, and I speak a bit of Spanish because I live uh, in Argentina for a while. And I took Italian for four years in high school, but I forgot all uh, of my Italian because I learned Spanish and it's so similar. So I speak like a mixture between Italian and Spanish now, which is kind of weird. And all of that with a French Chinese accent, which is even weirder. So, so yeah. That's awesome. I think that's amazing. <laughs> cool. Well, my last question for you, Eric, is what, and this is a big question, in your personal opinion, and you're a smart guy, obviously, um, where do you see the future of, so you're so modest, where do you see the future of like co-living and like housing as a service, as like the new industry disruption? Where do you see that going? So I have two perspectives on that. Like one, as a young entrepreneur that is like, you know, like part of Gen Z generation as well. And two, from like a business perspective, because I actually work with one hour roommates on the Airbnb event. So I have a little bit of experience in this industry. So talking about myself personally first is, uh, I personally don't want to be attached to anything right now. So when it comes to uh, having kind of engagement with uh, or a commitment, that's the word, commitment to any kind of like physical, uh, f you know, uh, possession like houses or, or cars, I, I don't need it because when I travel, I'm looking for experiences, not like material things. And if I do, I can buy it or rent one. So uh for now like i think a lot of young people they either don't have the money to have like a long-term uh lease because now they have like that they don't know where they're gonna pay rent next so maybe going to co-living spaces or hostel is cheaper options for them or going back to their parents if they need to we don't have a legal need to pay for rent when they are not there anymore uh 
and also for other people who just want to be around entrepreneurs or like-minded people who are around the same hobbies and passion, being able to share experience without getting attached to a specific location for like a long time where they can just jump around from one community to another is truly underrated right now because from my perspective, like once I got out of college, it was like way harder for me to socialize because there wasn't like a place where I would go to every single day to meet the same people over and over again. I don't have a nine to five job, so I don't have an office. I don't, I'm going to, I don't go to classes anymore. So my only way to meet people is either like meetups or through friends of friends or Tinder, which is kind of great sometimes when you travel, which is a super underrated hack if you want to look, meet local people. Uh, and you know, like even like friends as friends, it's even great because, uh, even if you're not interested in them, like dating wise, by having a friend in a local place you're staying at, they can introduce you to the other circle, which is great. So you can have the full immersive experience, but I, I, I diverge here. Uh, <laughs> I like this stuff. We need to do a separate uh, interview with just you talking about Tinder. Yeah, like I, 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 I learned from Zach a lot Tinder. about Tinder and the whole thing, and how he could system around it. I actually used it. It's actually pretty great. You're but, building your business network off Tinder. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That would be for like a different conversation, Christine. But <laughs> okay, okay, we'll uh, save that for the follow-up. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but let's 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 finish up with Airbnb really fast, like. Now more than ever, like young people don't have the money to buy houses anymore because one, houses are getting so much more expensive. Uh, the, the, they have to pay for college debt, and they have not. The inflation is jumping like crazy. Or even if they are interested to buy a house, uh, they're still like pretty young. Like even if you're 27, 28, you don't know if you want to live in a certain city for long because it changes so much. And because now jobs like, Anybody can get fired for like four years from now because the jobs are getting replaced by either AI or cheap labor. Mm -hmm. So maybe the company is going to fire them so they have to find a new job. And maybe the their gym job or a job they will make enough money isn't in the city they're staying at. So they will have to go to another city and rent another place. So you never know what the future uh, is going to bring to you. So being able to adapt yourself to your environment is really important. So Airbnb is great for you if you want to go and stay in place like for short term. But uh, I just want people to open their eyes to this next new world of co-living, short-term renting, uh, not getting attached to any kind of big commitment anymore because just things change so fast. Like just think about like who you were like six months ago. Like you changed so much. Like did you expect where you would be today? or where you'd be like with your business today. And if you are like, you had to travel to another country or another city, you never know what's gonna happen. And being able to say yes, like much more easily is such a big freedom for uh, us entrepreneurs. And even if you're not, it's just such a, such a gift for you to be able to go anywhere at any time. Exactly. Well, perfect, Eric. We will end on that note. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. It was amazing, especially again, now it gives our readers and our viewers a chance to hear like somebody that actually does this and experiences this and what you guys look for. Um, and again, it's the commonalities. It's like freedom, not being locked down, being able to mm. jump wherever they want, 
um, you know, that's kind of the way the world's going. And so we're excited to uh, push the uh, concept even further. So thank you so much, Eric. Thank you, Christine. Like okay. as a closing note, like keep it or leave it. But I'm not like about Tinder. I just learned from the very best. And he happened to be an entrepreneur house when I learned everything about Tinder and traveling. So <laughs> talk to Jack. Jack, I, I'm not going to mention his last name, but if you are here, Jack, like, I, I love you, man. Uh, thank you so much. And if anybody wants to learn about Tinder, like, just reach out to him and he might be able to help you out. Oh, nice. He got a shout out. <laughs> That's great. Awesome, Eric. You have a great rest of your day. I right, thank you, Christine. Bye. Okay, bye.